Want you to get up this morning Skip around like a lamb Well, he's gone God don't never change Oh, always will be gone This is Cynical Sheep. I'm here with Tony. Tony, how's it going today? Man, it is going. Um, Aaron, uh, rainy few days out here, but uh, we're making it. It's nasty. Indeed. We <laughs> had a bad week last week. It didn't have a voice. Now I've got my sonic drink and my voice back this week. So uh, much hey. to the chagrin of my wife. <laughs> uh, but i think today i wanted to uh start a new little segment called watch your language where me and tony go over uh different things that are in the christianese lexicon that uh may have been there so long that people misconstrue what it actually means for example uh one I heard a lot growing up was uh, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Um, not uh, when I was younger, but yeah, I actually um, attended the church. That was um, part of uh, our um, kind of uh, the words behind the church, I guess. Uh, part of our lexicon that we used um, at one church plant that I was with, but uh yeah, yeah, I have heard that indeed. I have. <laughs> Can you think of any more right off the top of your head? Oh man, right off the top of my head, uh, shoot, uh, I, 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 I cannot. I, I, as soon as we get off here, I'll think of twenty or thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's exactly the way it goes. Yep, yep. Uh, well, tonight uh, the one we're going to go over is um, once saved, always saved. I uh, heard that quite a bit growing up. Um, actually, uh, probably probably too much. I don't I don't know if uh, I definitely don't think a, a young teenage man in the church needs to be hearing "once saved, always saved" without getting a proper explanation <laughs> over <laughs> what it means. Yeah, I can uh, attest to that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I saw some uh, news stories uh, this week. Actually, like three different news stories too. I kind of wanted to, I want to kind of give a little bit of sneak peek. That might be a different, uh, or it's going to be a different episode. And that might be, a, uh, you know, take several episodes to get through, I think. But um, uh, the news stories were about, uh, um, and this is, I think it's been kind of a, I don't know if it's been, that much of a deal in, in more liberal churches as it has in the uh, uh, some of the like Southern Baptist denominations and stuff like that. But I, uh, one of the new stories I saw this weekend or last week, excuse me, I'm a week behind, uh, was the uh, Saddleback Church ordained three women pastors. And then uh, that was uh, an article from Reformation Charlotte. I'll put those links in the show notes. Um, and then the other article uh, was about them possibly, they may be in danger of losing their, you know, uh, their membership with the Southern Baptist Convention because of that. 
And uh, um, another one was, you know, just about is it is it time to start letting women be pastors in the church? I think that's a real good issue to go over. It's a yeah, good one to ruffle up some feathers for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking I'm losing my voice that week. <laughs> <laughs> Be my turn. We'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and do Is that what we're doing this week? Oh man, I got <laughs> I got the rota. I can't be six feet within a zoom. <laughs> <laughs> no there's definitely a groundswell there with that um yeah going on and like you said it's it's been happening and uh uh some churches not necessarily all just liberal churches have seen it you know it's been happening in uh, different denominations uh for for a little bit now and it's becoming more and more prevalent and uh yeah i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna reach out to a lot of my female friends and i'm gonna ask for insight so that all, all, all of the bad stuff won't be levied <laughs> at me after that episode. I can quote some female pastor friends of mine, maybe, and get their get their input. But no, I think that's I think that's a that's a that's a good topic to be looking forward to here. Yeah, you you definitely get. I, I've noticed you get flack from either side, whether you're for or against. Um, you know, and and there's there's good arguments both sides. Um, that, that may be a, a good one to, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say bring other people on because I think, like I said, there's maybe like <laughs> me and you, I know maybe two other people that listen to this. So it, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got no clout. I can't bring anybody here to talk to. Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Oh, is it your podcast? Yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but maybe this is what we need. Maybe this is what we need to to gain the new audiences. Maybe we need to bring in some interesting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's get to it. Yeah. Main topic. Once saved, always saved. Once saved, um, always saved. I, I think, I think, uh, but we have to, um, decipher is like the most important thing about this phrase is what it means versus what people think it means. Um, uh, I can say uh, from me reading the Bible and it, what it does not mean, it does not, it is, it doesn't mean it's a one-time event, mm. you know, uh, being saved. Um, Number two is not fire insurance, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, number three, it, it, salvation is not anything that you can earn. Mm -hmm. I think that's three main things to you know to keep at the front of our minds when we're talking about once saved, always saved. Um, anywhere as far as salvation goes, whether it's a a battle in the Old Testament or it is an epistle. God is always the one doing the saving. I, I like the three points you made up front, Aaron, and mainly because uh, uh, they come from the differing perspectives of this argument. I think I think you picked ones that were um, that are used by either side on this uh, uh, on the debate of one saved, always saved, because there are 
they're definitely once saved, always saved means things to different people. But I, I think you're right. Uh, and growing up for me, I didn't necessarily, it's not, it's not necessarily a term I heard um, in term in, in my youth. Uh, however, it's something I realized when I heard later that was what I was experiencing. It was the effect of um, the type of teaching that I was receiving at the time. And, and I'm going to go back to what I said and will always say is that I have, I have skin in this game. I have blame uh, for all of it. My misunderstandings right. and those certain, and those things aren't a reflection always of the teaching that I received. I, right. I, I readily admit that. But for me, um, for me, yeah, this was a, it was a, um, it's kind of the way I was interpreting things. And I, I was interpreting it in a lot of the ways that you said, I, I, I believed one thing, but then um, that one thing became <laughs> fire insurance or, 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 you know, it was just a, it was a way to avoid hell for me. And that was what, right. that was the extent of it. And, and unfortunately that left a lot out of the equation, you know, a lot out of the equation that would have been helpful, would have, would have been um, something that, yeah, what I, I wouldn't have had to learn and figure out later in life. I wish I had realized those things at that time. Like a younger Christian, if they know the difference between, you know, you, you're definitely going to sin. There's no doubt about that. Um, you don't go out of your way to do it, whatever you do. Um, but even, if, you know, even if you get tempted and you fail, you don't lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um it's just not how it works. I can, re- I remember a story I, I heard another guy telling um, about his, he was talking to his theology professor and this is uh, Chris Roseboro. I don't know if you're familiar with him, um, but he told a story once on his podcast. He talked to one of his professors and um, he came from a, a very worked base salvation mentality, you know, uh, worked based righteousness. And um, he confronted his professor and said, so you're telling me that because of what Jesus did, that I can just do whatever it is I want to do. And his professor told him, that's exactly what I'm telling you. But now that you've been set free from sin, death, and the devil, what do you want to do? That, all, that brings me back around to the whole part of that anyways to me it's always been about um it's been about true conversion um and and where my heart is and where your heart is you know uh, as a believer it is this was never an issue where god was incapable of saving tony without tony's input that was you know that was never that was never the deal. It was uh, always, always me and um, and my lack of pursuit of Christ that got me to where I to a position uh, where I had to um, reexamine things later. Right. Yeah. The um, I remember the first time I heard the term false convert, and that really kind of threw me off what that actually meant. I'm like, what, what is a false convert? And I'm like, I didn't understand that. It's like, and the way I, the way I understood it when I, you know, 
I was like, that there's no such thing, you know, it can't be a thing. Uh -huh. Um, understand now it's like, I get, I guess it can, you know, but they wouldn't, uh, now, now that I'm, uh, studied it a little bit more, I can say, oh, the false convert, false convert would be somebody that was never converted in the first place. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, my, yeah, yeah. And, and then, but then at the same time, you know, and here, here's the thing we can't, I know I can't make that distinction whether somebody was converted or not. Um, there could be, um, there's, uh, you know, a lot of issues, um, you know, for, for a young Christian, but it goes back to, uh, you know, back to that story and story in Pilgrim's progress when, um, you know, he gets in the, he gets in trouble and he's got his, uh, friend with him and his friend finds out, he's like, Oh, this is, this is a little bit too hard. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And he goes back home, you know? Um, so were they in it? You know, did you get saved because you thought, oh, well, if I do this, then God's going to make my life better. Um, which it may be the case, it may not. Uh, right. you know, first century Christians that were converted got fed to the lions. Or, <laughs> <you know? laughs> so not really right. their best life now, you know? <laughs> no, 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 for sure. For sure. Uh, not in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Apostle uh, Paul would have probably liked to hear that best life value. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Sure let me sure know that is. before I got decapitated. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Apostle John. You know, let me don't let. Yeah. Hey, hey, this is not. This is not a man uh -huh. alive and old. This is not. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't good for me. You know. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think for, for me personally, I think the bigger issue, and we alluded to this a little while ago, for, for me again, is that this thought of or this teaching of one saved, always saved, that not even being the larger issue. The larger issue for me was what what I didn't what I didn't pursue, what I wasn't taught to pursue or what what I missed in the sanctification process and and growing in my relationship with Christ that again I, you know I say all of that I turn inward but but that's what I miss being raised um, in that was that there's so much more there, there's so much more than than this being um a one-time, as you said earlier, a one-time event where, you know, I'm saved and now I, like you said too, uh, I can go live like I want to live. This was, uh, that really hamstrung me as a Christian for, right. for a while. Uh, it, it didn't, I, I, and, and, I, and again, I, that was all, that's all me. It's not anything. I just, I say that I think as a, um, intended as a warning or intended as advice or take it for what you will on two, two new Christians that um, don't let, don't let that be, don't let that be your story. Don't, don't that, that event, that moment, um, don't allow that to be the end. I, yeah. I know that's, that's really easy to say, and I'm not, I'm not doing a very good job of, 
of um, putting into words what I'm trying to advise. But uh, for me, that that was that was a big issue. And, and so, if one person hears this and you know that's that's what they think it means, then I challenge them uh, to dig deeper. To yeah. dig deeper. What what does what does this look like? You know, what does what does it what does it look like to be a follower of a Christ? You know, is it, it, it how much deeper is it something than one of what one of my siblings did or my friends have done? And I yeah. felt it was a thing that you know, I was supposed to do because it's what we have done in my family. Um, uh, it it's it's so much more. And, and if you go in, if you if that's how you look at it and that's your perspective then you're missing out. You're missing out on what um, being a Christ follower is. And as you said, it's not always sunflowers and rainbows afterwards. That's, that's not the impression I'm trying to give, but, but um, there's just, there's a, there's, there's something there, there's, there's a much bigger piece to this puzzle. Yeah. And there's good that comes from the struggle as well. There, there um, is. My my wife is is one example. Um, she uh, a few years ago she's in remission now. But a few years ago she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and uh, through that process, I won't go through the whole thing because it you know it's her story. Um, but through that whole process, she was able to grow closer to the Lord through that. Um, and uh, and yeah, just like you said, that that one event, it's it's almost like being a being born, but then never growing up. You know, uh, yeah. you're you're gonna have you're gonna have trouble. So I mean, expect it. Expect to have trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but just know, you know, you're you're learning, you're growing. It's just like you know, you had trouble learning to walk. Um, you're going to have trouble with, I mean, simple things too. You're going to have trouble understanding, you know, parts of the Bible. A lot of that stuff comes from a lot of the understanding. You may have the knowledge. You may know that like the facts and everything else. And you may know the, yeah. you know, the circumstances, but a lot of that stuff, a lot of the knowledge, wisdom, whatever from the Bible won't come to you. It'll, or it will come to you in time. You know, if you, yeah. if you just allow it to, um, there's, a lot of stuff that I've learned or I understand better now as a father than I ever could have imagined just, you know, before I, before I had a son, um, before he was born, I understood it. I got it, but I understand it so much deeper now with, you know, having him and everything else. You, uh, uh, you grow, and the growing sometimes is slow, um, but it's uh, it's not us again. Uh, just like the saving, God's always the one doing the saving. He's also mm-hmm. the one doing the sanctifying. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's the potter, we're the clay, That's and right. uh, so he's making you. And like you said, you can't compare yourself to your friends or you know um, your siblings, what what have you or other people in your church even, because mm-hmm. that's a different project he's working on. You're a different project and you're, you are being taken care of. I mean, just having such great care in molding and shaping you, you just gotta, I wouldn't say you gotta allow it to happen, but you just 
go with the process and, um, and, and try to enjoy the process, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the, uh, yeah. greatest lessons I've learned about, uh, um, you know, like God salvation and, and God making, um, a way for me once was, like I said, it was it, my son, he was little, he may have been maybe a year old or something, whatever he was, he was still in diapers and he was just barely walking, waddling. And he had this, uh, he's got this lawnmower, the blue bubbles. And, uh, I would be pushing mowing in the front yard and he would be behind me a little ways and he would be pushing his lawnmower behind me, you know, um, and he, he was working, he was going through there. And if you looked at his face and his actions and everything, you really thought he was doing something, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> the yard was, the work, the work was already done, you know, uh, he was just, yeah. he was just <laughs> walking behind, you know, yeah. uh, so it was, uh, it, that, that oh, gave me cool. a, that gave me an awesome picture of, of, oh, wow. how, you know, how, uh, you know, God does the work for us, you know, and we may think, Hey, I'm going through all this, you know, I'm the one that has to <laughs> go through these trials and stuff, you know, <laughs> but you're not like, he's already done it, you know? Um, no, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, I tell you one, uh, that was a, a verse or verses stuck out. And this is kind of one of these things too. We were talking about it earlier about the differing sides of this argument. And uh, it was interesting because this one verse I saw both sides, I saw both sides of the coin use this. And there's so much in just this. This is a great example. There's so much within just these couple of verses that, uh, you could dig into and you you could just rest in these verses for days and you can unpack this for days. And uh, that's John 10, 27, starting in 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Are we one of the sheep? Are we following them? Are, are we that that's the that's the obligation of the sheep to the shepherd here in this story is um, we're to listen to his voice, but he knows us. He's the one he, he, he knows us. Um, and, uh, and. And there's uh, there's security in the fact that he gives us eternal life and no one will snatch us out of his hand. But we have a responsibility, too, in that verse. And that verse, again, is we're supposed to listen to his voice and we're supposed to follow him. Right. So, in other words, there's so much wrapped up in this that one will tell you that there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no works, there's nothing you can do uh, that because he is the shepherd that, you know, we'll never perish and uh, no one will snatch us away. And then there, but there's also the argument that uh, as sheep, you know, we're supposed to be following him. We're supposed to be actively doing something and following after the shepherd. So, 
it's beautiful in the way that it works. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that's for sure. And if you're the one sheep that wants to go astray a little bit, this is the job of the uh, pastor in your local church to get that long <laughs> crook, <laughs> jerk you back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you got. I'd <laughs> uh, right. have to call the dog on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Maybe you got a great pair of these. Maybe you've got a. <laughs> maybe you've got one of the biting sheep dogs. <laughs> Or maybe you got a gentle guy out there with a stick just kind of prod you back to the way. But yeah, right, right. That's uh there's a story somewhere about um I think it was in John Bevere. I mentioned his book a couple of weeks ago, and uh he mentions uh how the the sheep and he's watching as they um, are being guided along by what he refers to as um a shepherd behind them and and uh he said, no, and, and and anyway, the moral of the story was no, that that that's the butcher. The shepherd, yeah. they follow the shepherd. The shepherd leads them uh and they follow, they know his voice. You know, what you're seeing, that is the that's that's the butcher. So yeah, anyway, uh, I forget the complete context of this story, but uh uh go, go search it out if uh if you're listening <laughs> you, <go. laughs> you want to get the full context of that. You two people go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go find a good podcast and yeah. uh, maybe <laughs> discusses it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the professionals. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. All right, guys. That's all for this week. And uh, just remember as you go through the week, whenever you fail, his grace is sufficient. Amen. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Aaron.